What's up, sir? How are you, bro? What's up, man? Y'all good? Yes, sir. Oh, this about to be fun. Bro, we're going to have some fun. What are you doing, bro? Mike, man. Nice to meet you. What do you do? How you doing? Nice to meet you. How are you? It's alright. I'm coming on the Youth Nation podcast. Might as well, you know what I'm saying? We never started a pod like this. Let's go. I got a little gift that I'm gonna give you to start out the pod. Oh, I like the gift. I know what I'm Okay, all right. Show me. Show me. Uh oh. Play one time. It. Yo, Dustin. How Dust, are you Turn it on! <laughs> Where he at? Oh, Alright, here we go. Okay. <laughs> we back. <laughs> oh, I was in the six, so I had to get a dance. Oh. Oh. It feel like Sunday. Oh. Time in the making. Listen man. to me. I heard that song. He he played it to me at, in Miami. Yep. Yep. We was in the back green room of Voo Conference. Yep. And I said, What you doing with that song? He was like, You want it? I was like, Because well, I, 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 I'll buy it. I'll, <laughs> get it. I'll get it. That song right there is about to hit the whole world. That's yeah. Yikes! Let's go. Yeah, it's right here. Easy money. Let's go. Oh, this is about to be beautiful. Yeah, this is. Super chill. We should already be rolling and everything. Breathe that camera. Ooh, it's not yeah. on. Oh, God. Oh, baby. This is going to uh -huh. be good, man. <sighs> okay. All so, right. Welcome to another episode of the Youth Nation podcast. I'm JT. We got Elijah back from college right now. Yes, sir. And we got the one and only Pastor Mike, Mike Todd in the building. 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 Baby, it's go, Youth baby. Nation, baby. Come on, man. You just preached an absolutely insane sermon. Thank you, bro. Fresh off the stage, yes, came sir. straight here. Yes. From the platform to the podcast. Come on, I, mean, I kind of like that, though. About? I, like, I yeah. actually kind of like that, like, because I feel very, like, still in preacher mode. Right. So I don't know what y'all about to get today, but <laughs> right. I feel like it's about to be We better get into it. Let's we better get into it. We can it. talk about anything. We can go Bet. everywhere. So, okay, so, all right, so you just preached. So let's start here. You just preached a fire message of Elevation. Talk about, like, the first time, like, your first time at Elevation. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to go all the way back, not to my first time preaching. Yeah. I'm going to go to my first time coming. So the truth of the matter is I heard about this uh, thing your pops was doing called Inside Elevation. Okay. 2016 or 17, I believe it was. Real and, ones know. And uh, it was sold out. Like, nobody could, I mean, you already know, like, Pop says, this is what we're doing. And then it's like a million people come. <laughs> and so, and it was sold out. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, Mike, you need to be there. And I was like, God, you saw when I clicked the thing, it said sold out. Right. He said, you're supposed to be there. And this is when I learned about crazy faith, about it not looking like it can happen, but if God says it, you still have to obey. Mm. And I asked my wife, we didn't have no money. I had two kids. I was like, I just started pastoring this church and God was like, you're supposed to be there. I was like, God, I'm about to look stupid. He said, if you obey me, you win. Mm. No matter even if you get in, if you obey me, you win. 
So I asked my wife, uh, can I take our last little money <laughs> and fly out to North Carolina? And she, she, was, you do it? she was like, do you have a ticket? I said, no. And this is why it's important that you get with the right partner who l lets you actually believe God. Right. Because she could have shut me down right there. But she was like, all right. Like, if you think you've heard God, like, go. I flew out here. No ticket. I met Johnny Merkel in the parking lot. I showed up Man. at 1 o'clock. Shout out, Johnny. Shout out to Johnny. First person I met at Elevation. Wow. And I stood outside. And the, the thing was called Inside Elevation. I was Outside Elevation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to get a T-shirt called Outside Elevation. Oh, I was out really? there. Music starts 7 o'clock. They still have no ticket for me. I'm hearing it, like, from the outside. Right. And I'm like, God, you told me to be here. And he said, just watch me work. And about 10 minutes later, they came out and said, we found one seat for you and came in and put a seat on the floor. I literally have the notebook with me here today with my sticker wow. that says Inside Elevation on it, Mike Todd. It was my seat. And that was wow. the first time I came to Elevation. Fast forward to two years later, your pops sends me a voice message like a like a uh, like a voice note yeah. and he don't have my number or anything and he was like I was looking for one of my messages on YouTube and yours came up and I don't know who you are but you're anointed you're called you're this you're that and now everybody knows like Stephen Furtick the like the preaching like LeBron Michael Jordan right. like every so he hits me with a faith like with a voice note I barely passed out I'm like <laughs> what is going on and he hits me with that and then they call and they're like, could you come speak at Elevation after Easter for the first time? And then I came, preached a message called Marked, and uh, the rest is history, bro. Wow. Oh, Nuts. Wow, dude. dude, that's crazy. How full circle is that that bro, we're sitting here right now? This is what I'm saying. It's only crazy till it happens. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's why I tell people, bro, like, God is asking you to do things. And this is the thing, especially with this generation. Right. We're so worried about outcomes mm. instead of obedience. Wow. It doesn't matter about the outcome. I still would have been obedient to God if I never made it inside of Inside Elevation. Yeah. Right. And I, God would have found somebody like, oh, he's down to ride for the cause. Even if it doesn't come out how you thought it was, right. my faith was God told me to be there. I was obedient. And then he did the rest of it. Yeah, he didn't He didn't call you to get in. No. He just called you to show to up. To show up. Yeah. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of people miss it. Mm. They're trying to protect God's reputation by, well, what if it doesn't work? It don't matter. Did you do what God asked you to do? And when you do that, amazing, miraculous, crazy things begin yeah. to happen, bro. Bro, we getting too deep already. We got we to we take okay, it back. All right, all right, Fresh right, off the stage. Fresh got, off the platform. Come on. We got to save some of this for, for Hey, bro, I'm locked and loaded right now. We can't, we can't right lose now. all the juice this early. I'm locked so. and loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. so good, bro. I love that, too. And it, and it makes so much more sense now why you call it crazy faith. Yeah, bro. Because mm -hmm. people would call what you did crazy. Completely. You know what I'm saying? Except God. Yeah, because you have no God. ticket. Like, no, you no, show up to an event with no ticket. No event, ticket, bro. nobody know. But that's why it's important that you have a real relationship with God and you actually hear from him. Because yeah. I could have made that up. A lot of people be boosting and <laughs> making mm -hmm. stuff up. Like, God told me. Like, don't yeah. say it if you don't if you don't know. We've had a lot of people show up to the church saying God told yeah, them yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of things. And they stayed outside in yeah, elevation. They, they did not make it in the building. <laughs> they did not but get the, a seat. But the truth of the matter is, if they were obedient and did what God told them to do, it's the win. Yeah. And so I'm just encouraging everybody that's listening right now, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Mm. The win is obedience. Yeah. When you do that, it changes your life, and God continues to move you into another place of elevation. 
Bro, you're freaking cooking right oh, now. We got three clips in the first five <laughs> minutes, bro. I think that's a wrap. Yeah, bro. that's a wrap. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so good, bro. So um, we talked a little bit out there, but um, my my roommate, best friend, Nate Diaz. and Shout out, Nate. Shout he couldn't out be Nate. here because he's oh, out yeah. of town. Beast. Beast. But we would have had him Diaz as the other co-host. Beast. He's kind of fake for not showing up. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's, he's like, on tour. He's on tour. He's on tour. Don't he's, on, like <laughs> he's in Birmingham, bro. <laughs> he's a hot shot now. He's too right, good for right. us. Uh-oh, no, uh-oh, no, uh-oh, no. Uh-oh, but forgiveness. See, he's been leaking a little of the stuff you got cooking, bro. Oh, bro. So you've so, been in the studio. So what pe- most people don't know is, like, before I was a pastor, I was a producer. And so all I did was make music. Like, I had my own production company, all that other stuff. And God asked me to lay that down so he could give me another weapon. And Dang. I was like, what? Like, I had just built a studio. I had done all the different things. And God was like, yeah. And I just gotten offered to go to New York and produce with a major record company that was going to pay me six figures. And I had the presence of mind to pray about it. And this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit said. He said, if you go, you will be successful, but I'm going to take my hand off of what you're doing. Holy. And I knew that I was not good enough to be out there doing anything without God's approval. Yeah. And so I said no. And then I got into youth pastoring and I went from the youth pastor to the executive pastor to the lead pastor in five years. Bro, this was never the plan. And so been doing this, thought I was done with music. 2020 during the pandemic, the Holy Spirit says time for music again. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's time for music again. He was like, I gave you a gift that I never wanted to never wanted you to stop using. I just needed it to be to the side so I could give you another weapon. And and he said, I gave you that. And now look around. He said, I've given you the platform. I've given you the resources. I've given you the influence. Now what you wanted to do is going to be easier than now ever. Now it's time. Because wow. it's yeah. time. Because wow. you obeyed me. And, bro, I got in the studio, <laughs> and we started cooking. And I called a few people like Nate. And when I tell you this transformation works record, when it comes out, hopefully early 2024, it's going to change the game. Like, oh, yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, I believe that every sonic is God's. Mm. I don't believe the world has a sound. I think they hijacked the sound and put crazy crap over it. Wow. But I think that everything that is a sound is supposed to praise God. So wow. we got whole songs with 808s, the wow, whole worship yeah. song that you play on Sunday morning. Yeah, you got a, you got another one now, too. Now I got another one. Yes, sir. But like I'm saying, like it's like, I believe, especially for this generation, yeah. I don't want them to think that any sound, it, it's not praise and worship if it's just acoustic guitar and piano. Yeah. It's yeah. praise and worship when it's 808 and synth. Yep. Like, as long as I'm lifting up the name of Jesus, yep. and it's not about me, it's about him, yeah. bro, we straight mosh pit worshiping. Yeah. Like, str- I want to do it all. Like, because let everything that have breath right. praise the Lord. Yeah. And we can do that to any Sonic. Literally. And so for me, I grew up producing, listening to everything. And I'm like, why is these sounds not in the church? Why haven't we redeemed these sounds? Why yeah. haven't we, like, taken this back and, like, put Christ in it? And it could play on Sunday. Yes. Y'all just wait on me. Bro, <laughs> like, bro, we ready, y'all bro. just wait You're on fire me. me up, bro. <laughs> this, is, this is nuts. Okay, so, so, so uh, that was my next question. When did you get into making music? But now we know. So, I mean... Okay, so yeah, I mean that's that's so dope, bro. I mean <laughs> he's so fired that, up. I'm right so now. that's why you got me like there. You got me just know. thinking, bro. But the truth of the matter is, I was two years old, started playing drums, started developing all of this, but there wasn't space in the church for yeah. what I believe God was de- developing in me. Wow. 
That's why I love this church. That's why I love this podcast. That's why I love this platform is because at Elevation, there's space for things that do not fit in the normal church box. Yeah. And I believe the more space we make in the kingdom, the more territory we get to take for dominion. We, we're supposed to be running everything. Yeah. The world is supposed to be looking at us and getting creative ideas. Yeah. Yes. We're not supposed to just be jacking everybody and be like, oh, well, this is yeah. the Christian version. No. Yeah. Back in the day, when, when art was commissioned, it was commissioned by the church. Yep. And all of these people would come and paint the Sistine Chapel. That was the church. It was the epicenter of fashion, music. Church. That's what the Literally. church is supposed to yeah. I'm getting too hyped right now. No, get but like for up, me, bro, like... I'm talking about the next five to 10 years. I want, where's the church's fashion show? Yeah. Like, why we not like putting on stuff that they got to show up to our stuff? Yeah. And I know this is too far fetched for some people because they never realize the greatness of our God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when I look outside and I see a, a gradient, in the sky of a sunset and how beautiful and meticulous God has placed that in. And he doing that off a word that he spoke mm. one time and the whole earth rotates around his word. Like when I look at trees and animals, when I look at my wife and my, my children, when I look at what God's created, you yeah. can't tell me there's not a better creative than God. No. Yeah. And if he lives on the inside of us, what should we be what are we doing? reflecting we in the earth? We should be the ones leading, bro. But it takes people that have crazy faith to believe it's possible. Yeah. And we got to link arms and unite to be able to do that. And so yeah. I'm, I'm starting the rise of a holy rebellion. Come like, it, it is time for us to do it. I think y'all had Charles and Abby yep. uh, on the episode. podcast yep. on the last yeah, episode. Yeah. This That's is a transformation, right. elevation, right. youth yeah. nation. Yeah. It's, it's a whole That's collab right, right here. Collab, but the truth baby. of the matter is, that's all we're trying to do, bro. We're, we're trying to put Christ in the middle of culture. Yeah. Yep. And he says, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. I don't got to be lifted up. We got to be there and lift him up. Yeah. Yeah. And then he draws the people. Yeah. And that's what we're believing, that people far from God would actually come to see what Christ is and yeah. change their lives. Wow. That's beautiful, bro. Okay, so he, he teed you up perfectly for, <laughs> for your next question. Um, yeah, so uh, we talked to Charles a bit about this, um, but where, where did like the, I guess you kind of explained it a little bit, but where did the kind of love for fashion come from? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I mean, you're absolutely your dripped crazy. out. Oh, I mean, come on, okay now. I, you oh. know, I'm on Youth Nation. I'm come getting on, older. Buddy, you know what I'm saying? Suns out, guns out. Come on, now. Out, <laughs> he busted out two crazy fits. If you go watch the sermon, bro, yeah. had a whole 30 different, minutes ago. Completely different. I don't know when he changed. But bro pulled up in a completely new glasses, new everything, bro. Everything, bro. Well, the truth of Came the matter trim. is the, the original OG is my father. My dad, Tommy Todd, a.k.a. the captain, uh, he's he's been a dude that dresses my whole life, and he was always, like, on the edge. Like, yeah. my dad used to wear cowboy hats and boots when nobody was doing it. My pops, <laughs> yeah. right now, if you show up, he got, like, a captain hat on, and people all around the world call him the captain. Like, he's, like, just a different cat. And uh, And I realized that when it comes to fashion and clothes, a lot of times it helps people perceive you before you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I use it as a weapon. Yeah. People think it's something that is like, oh, he's doing that to do this and do this. Like, I can be in a t-shirt and jeans or some shorts and be good. Yeah. But I understand that in the age that we live in, a lot of people see me before they hear me. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is draw the 17-year-old self, my 17-year-old self to me. I think Virgil Abloh said that. He said, I do everything for my 17-year-old self. Mm -hmm. When I was 17, there were certain things that I looked at and certain things that I would be attracted to. Right. So I, I was like, if a dude was a lame, 
I wouldn't even listen to them. If yeah, like, you, do, do you understand? Yeah, you like, literally can't break the barrier it, to get through to kids. It, yeah. Not if they're lame. Like if it's like, yep. oh, okay. And we put them in a category. Yeah. And so part of what I've always tried to do is use my fashion to um, make a doorway for my faith. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of times people don't understand it, but fashion actually, somebody come up to you, it's the easiest conversation starter. Like, bro, oh, those yeah. jeans are fire. Literally. It's already like, today. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, where you get that jacket? Is it coming? Da 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 da. And that doorway, because Christ has to be introduced through conversation. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't conversate with people. So I try to do things that can start a conversation. And even if I'm looking whack, I'll go up to somebody and be like, bro. Your shoes. And I was like, oh, these are things. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what does that do? That starts a conversation. And yeah. who knows where that leads to for the end of it, no matter if it's in that conversation or 10 conversations later, I want it to lead to Christ at some point. Yeah, yeah. and like you're saying, like, that's it's such a big part of the culture. So, yes, I mean, talk about something that, like, integrates the, the culture. And yeah, yeah, that's dope. Okay, so speaking of fashion, how did you meet Kanye? Like, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, tell the us, tell us, dawn, give us the rundown. Dude. Okay, so... um. I'm going to give you the real spiritual version of this. Okay. And I'm going to give you like the surface version. This <laughs> okay. is the first time like I've ever actually told this story. No way. No way. No, no, first time. If Youth Nation Pod exclusive. Okay. So, um, oh, wow. so I began to pray for Kanye. Whoa. Wow. So when I heard about um, his conversion before, I did this sermon and I said, everybody's judging celebrities. We need to pray for celebrities. Mm -hmm. And I just began to pray for him, like in my own private time. Like I began to pray for his family, pray for his, his life, his children. I just began to pray for him. But I, it wasn't like I'm praying to meet him. Like I don't, right. I just, I'm praying for you. So they started doing the Sunday services and all the clips start going viral and all the different things like that. And they mix in old Fred Hammond songs and old Luther Vandross songs. And I'm a musician. So I'm like, this is fire. Like, <laughs> right. like they were doing this stuff and everybody's monochrome wearing the same thing in the Crazy, desert. And I'm like, bro. oh. Talk about someone who, who made like Christian music sound oh, bro, dope. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So like I'm there. And then one of my uh, friends, Jonathan Stocksteel, they called the week. Um, that Kanye was like, we want to do, they have these three big crosses in front of Bethany Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, you know, Kanye's big about the aesthetic and all that other stuff. And they were like, Kanye's coming. Um, just wanted to invite some of my friends to be able to see. And I was like, yo, I'm there. Like, I, I just wow. want to hear the music. I want to see it. So we walk in and we're there. Nobody knows we're there. And the music director, Jason White, comes in. He said, Mike Todd. Mike Todd. And they was like, Mike Todd's here. And then all the choir members, I found out they were Transformation Nation. They had been watching on the no road. Way. There's the no entire, way. Bro, they had been watching on the door. Like, you're my pastor. This is da-da-da. We've never been to talk. Up. I can't. And so they was like, yeah, Kanye, we've been watching service and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, what is going on? So me and Natalie sitting there. We come out. I'm, you know, I'm so low-key. God told me a long time ago, like, don't try to meet anybody. I'll yeah. bring everybody that you need to meet to you. Mm. So we're literally... Watching the concert, da da da. Kanye's moving around, the people doing stuff, and my man starts to walk out, and he looks over and he says, "Mike Todd," and he like comes through the crowd and daps me up, and he's like, "I want you to come with me." Like the concert's oh, still going yo. on, and he's like, "I want you to come with me." We literally get in a police escort, like me and my wife. They're going to the tarmac 
to fly out on an aeroplane. Um, this is not a jet. This is an aeroplane. <laughs> and he's like, come with me to Cali. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I got a life. Hold like, on. I, I, I got kids, man. I got a kids. I can't come. He's like, come with me to Cali. I want you to preach at the next Sunday service. Like, I cannot make this up. He's in the car. He's showing me designs for new stuff that's coming out. He's like, I just need to know how to do this and da-da-da-da. And we're just talking. And I'm praying for him, talking. I mean, and he's like, yeah. Like, we get out the car and he's like, come come with me to Cali. Like, it was like a car ride. Like He was like, come with me to Cali. And I looked at my wife and she was like, we got kids. <laughs> and I was like, bro, he was like, if you can make it to Sunday service this Sunday. This was like a Wednesday. And he was like, I want you to preach. And I was like, I'm there. So Sunday morning, I preached. I got on a plane. I had to call a friend who had a plane or a jet because I ain't got one. And I was like, I was like, yo, can you do this? This is an opportunity to put Christ in the middle of culture. We go to the forum. This man gives me 30 minutes to just Jeez. preach to the forum. And like, bro, I just let it rip. I, I told on myself, told him I was addicted to pornography, a liar, but the love of Jesus came in, transformed my life. People got saved. And for the next three weeks, he was like, you the only one that I want to preach at this for the next couple of weeks. So I would literally preach on Sunday morning and fly to California and do Sunday service. And it was like the most surreal situation because it was really God's trust that turned into fruit because I started with prayer. Wow. It wasn't because I was a good preacher. He could have had anybody do that. Right. right. It was because I was praying for the person. And I believe that God sometimes asks you to steward over small things that you don't know where it's going to end. Yeah. But at the end of it, I was able to see like, oh, snap, God, the reason you had me praying for him is because you were bringing me into his proximity. And I had to be actually a person that cared about him more than the platform. Jeez. I didn't care about the platform. Yeah. The greatest moments we had was afterwards, like... I'm literally sitting in the back afterwards and they got all of this stuff up on the wall. They're bringing designs in here. He was literally editing the clothes on Sunday music video right there, like had two dudes in the other. It's the wildest thing you've ever seen in your life. But he's sitting there, Mike, what do you think about this? And I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> and God says, I'm the one who will put you and bring you before great men. He said, but will you represent me there? And, bro, I was in that place lifting up the name of Jesus. Just not in a weird, like, yeah. hallelujah, praise the Lord. I was right. like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, was, I was in there and I was like, yo, God's giving you a vision. What is God saying about this? What do, what do you feel like the Spirit's saying? And pointing them back. And they're making million-dollar decisions in there. And it was just one of those moments where I always now look back and be like, God can put you wherever he wants you to be. Yeah. Wow. On Monday, I was at the crib listening to Kanye. By Sunday, I was in the room helping to make decisions. Bro. Wild. That is literally bonkers. It's dude. only crazy Thank until it happens. God we asked that question. Bro. What a story! What First a time ever anywhere. That is nuts, oh. bro. And I, I really love what you said because I feel like um, a, a lot of this generation does like seek clout yeah, and no. like they they want the platform before they've ever even been in the presence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I love that you said, um, God. God always told you that you don't ever have to go to no. anybody. The, the right people will come into your the life. The truth of the matter is, if you're clout chasing, you then get distracted from your calling. Mm. And a lot of people are thinking that somebody can make them get to another level. The Bible says that God is over promotion. He's the only one. He sets one up and sits another down. If you just stay in right relationship with him, mm. 
He'll put you in places your finessing could never get you in. Yep. People are trying to finesse their way. They need to faith their way. Yeah. They need to trust that God actually has a purpose for them. And honestly, a lot of times, the reason why God don't let you meet or be with the people that you think you want to be with is because he's protecting you. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things you stop thinking. I went into that environment and I was like, yo, in a different season, this would have turned me out. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to handle like, all the new Yeezys coming in. I would just been wanting a pair of shoes. Like, yeah. I would, no, come on. Like, yeah. I, I, hey, how can I be down? What do you need me to do? I went in there. I did my assignment. And then after that, I was at the crib with my wife. Mm. And that didn't make me better or, or, or more. It just made me more humble to be used by God. So everybody that's listening right now, we only go after assignments that come from God, not opportunities anymore. Because when you stop going after opportunities and you stay focused on an assignment, your assignment will end you up at places that will bless you and you will be protected. Wow. And a lot of people out here unprotected, posting for the gram, I'm friends with such and such, and yeah. it's, it's literally corroding their calling. Wow. And I never, thank God, had to compromise my calling because every place I went, I didn't put myself there. God put me there. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? So Jeez, that's bro. that's what we got as a generation. I'm telling y'all, man, God will put you where he will provide for you. Yeah. Anything else out of that, outside of that, you got to provide yourself and it's not worth it. Good luck. Yeah. Good it's luck. It's not worth it. It's Good not luck, worth it. Bro. That's not. nuts. That's a beautiful story. All right. Enough about this, man. You got a book out. <laughs> we got a book. We got Let's a go. book out. We Everybody got a copy go copy right, right now. Damaged but not destroyed, Look at bro. This. this is Listen, beautiful. It's one of the craziest things. It's my third book. Which I barely passed English class in high school. <laughs> Let's be I got honest. Three books about it. Out, baby. I got three books, man. And this one probably is my most valuable book. Relationship Goals was the first book. I, I wanted to help people learn how to win in marriage, dating, and sex. So if you're alive, you need to go get that book because <laughs> the truth alive. of the matter is I've given you cheat codes yeah. on how to do it God's way. The second book was Crazy Faith. And that's why I always say it's only crazy till it happens. Like having the faith to do everything that God's called you to do. And he's done some wild stuff yeah. in my life. But this last one, Damaged But Not Destroyed from Trauma to Triumph. I just feel like this generation is hurting. And a lot of the things we're going after is a result of us feeling like we're missing something. Mm. Like we may didn't yeah. get it when we were young from our parents. We might have been introduced some, some, to some stuff that was not good, violated, abused. Um, and now we are facing this world trying to reach purpose and it feels like we're damaged. Can God do anything with this damage? Can God change me? And this went from a book to a burden. And again, I'm doing this for my 17-year-old self. I needed somebody to be real with me. Wow. Like, I needed somebody. I got molested when I was young. I've had car insurance fraud. I've not, like, and most pastors don't tell that. They just tell you, like, God will do something amazing with your, with your bad stuff. Yeah. Bad no, be, stuff. be specific. Right. Yeah. Somebody tell me the truth. Like, yeah. was you sneaking in and out of girls' windows? What, right. what, was you sexting? Like, yeah. tell, like. Right. Yeah. Because it's real. what everybody's really dealing with. Right. And we just cover it in cliche. And this, bro, I am R-A-W. I'm raw. Dang. Like, I want future generations to be like, all right, I could be a pastor now that I read Pastor Mike's story. Right. Because I'm jacked up. But when you bring damage to God, he does his best work with damaged people. Find me one person in the Bible who was perfect. There's only one. Jesus. Everybody else, damaged, jacked up, 
messed up, made mistakes, some of their own, some that happened to them. But God's like, bring me the damage and I will change your life and take you to destiny. And this book, I'm just trying to let people know the value is still in them. You can go from trauma to triumph. And uh, the win is that you actually confront your damage and not just act like it don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we already know from the trailer, but for those who don't know, when would you say your trauma started? When I was born. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Like, like the truth of the matter is like when, when we come into this fallen world, bro, there's something that's going to happen, whether it happened from a coach, whether it happened from a family member, for me, one of the greatest moments of trauma that I remember was when I was 12 years old. And I told you I played drums. I played music. And one of my primary instruments was drums. And, uh, I would go, my greatest dream was to play in the big church, like the adult (laughs) church. Like I wanted to play, not the youth, not the kids. I want to play in the adult church. And I was good. Like I was really good. And so I would go to rehearsals and um, I was the only 12-year-old there. And they let me play before rehearsal, but never like actually play. Right. And I remember sitting on the back of the seat. It was a maroon chair. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I decided, I was like, oh, I guess good is not good enough. I will only be great. And I made an inner vow with myself that greatness was the only thing that I would be. And from that point on, I only could be great. And it was crazy that this was a trauma, but it produced good results. So as a young person, I'm killing it. Knowing, and people are clapping and I'm getting attention. And so they like, there's no 16-year-old, there's no 18-year-old, there's no 22-year-old that's ever done this, da, da, da. I'm winning awards, I'm doing this, I'm running my own company, I'm doing all of these things at a young age. Everybody was applauding the fruit, but the root was rotten. Like the place it came from, the insecurity, that protecting myself. And it wasn't until me and my wife found out that our son MJ, our only son MJ had autism, that that pain, that hurt, that that wound, making more and being great didn't fix that. Wow. And so my my engine broke. My 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 way to make myself feel better broke. And I had to go to counseling, bro. And me and my wife had to literally go through tons of intensive counseling. And that's why I say we believe in theology and therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not one or the other. The church sometimes like, just pray about it. Yes, we're going to pray about it. That is our first response. Mm-hmm. But we're going to pray and we're going to go to a practice. Well, that costs too much, Pastor Mike. Them J's cost a lot too. Like that yeah. outfit you got on cost yeah. a lot. Them dunks cost yeah. a lot too. Yeah. Like, w- would you rather dress up damage or actually get healed? Wow. And so for me, we had to start making a decision. And through that process, this is where this book came from. And I'm giving cheat codes in this book of how to actually deal with your damage, bring it to God, and let him flip it and turn it into destiny. And so I'm telling you, no matter what you've been through, how broken you feel right now, God has a plan for your life. And if you get this book, you'll be able to see like, oh, snap, I can start making moves. I told everybody that has walked with me, we believe in progression, not perfection. And we just have to make a step forward. And if you make that, you'll realize you may be damaged, but you're not destroyed. Wow, that's so good. And I want to I wanna keep diving into that because we got, obviously, young people watching this. Um, and I thought one of the lines from the book was so beautiful. It says, what you don't transform will be transferred to your next generation. Yes, sir. So my question is, how, how can the young people use their trauma that maybe they've already experienced? Yeah. You were saying you experienced it at a young age. I think we all have to some extent. How can they use that to turn that trauma into triumph? Yeah. 
the, kind of like turning that turning that uh the L's that L into w. a W. Yes, you know sir. We got to turn the L into a W. The first thing is that you got to acknowledge it's an L. Mm. Most people are hiding, putting makeup on, putting Louis Gucci and, and Prada on. They, they, they're putting all the name brands on. They're, act, they're getting flown out. They're doing all of these other things yeah. to hide the actual damage. And what I'm saying is we need to acknowledge it. Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> like, right. I'm angry. Yeah. That's why I go off on people and cuss about and ghost them. and all, Like, yeah. I'm, and most people won't acknowledge it. If you go to the doctor and you keep telling them your ear hurts, but it really is your ankle, you're literally in the place where you could get healed, that you're with somebody who has the knowledge and the understanding, but you keep pointing at the wrong thing. And this is what I say. God can only heal what you reveal. Wow. So there's a lot of people, what they need to do to get the, turn the L into a W, you just need to admit it. Yeah. This is why you need to get in the E group. This is why you need to come to Rhythm Nights. This is why you need, you need to get around people. James tells us you confess your sins one to another. They pray for each other and you get healed. Not, I got to tell it to the pastor, just another person. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got to get with somebody that's damaged as me, but we believe in Jesus, the only perfect one, and get some of that stuff outside of you. Your body wasn't even meant to contain that stuff. Yeah. That's why people have thoughts of suicide. That's why people go to substances. That's why people have sex with people they don't know. They're trying to feel the void that only God can feel. Wow. Yep. And so let's just acknowledge it. The reason I sleep with a bunch of people is because my dad wasn't there or I didn't get the love that I needed to get and I feel like somebody needs to see me. Let's be honest. I say let's be hot, humble, open, and transparent. Yeah. Boy, we're gonna get into we're gonna get like, into that little action. Like, like you we gotta do that because if you do that, then we can go somewhere. Yeah. Then it's kind of like, okay, I'm dealing with this. Now what's my next step? And as you start moving in that, I think that's the biggest thing, man. Thomas, doubting Thomas, people call him doubting Thomas. I honestly think he was damaged, Thomas. Mm. And his damage turned him into honest, Thomas. Yeah. Because he was honest. He was like, yo, I don't care what y'all saw. Jesus came back to y'all. Yeah. He didn't come back to me. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. And until I see the nail prints in his hand and put my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe. Mm. Now, this is somebody who walked with Jesus. And literally, Jesus comes back eight days later and says, Thomas, here you go. Put your hands right here. Here you go. Put your, put your hands right here. God was drawn to his honesty. He was not drawn to his hiding. He came because he was honest about where he's at. I feel this thing right now. Mm. And somebody has not been honest about what happened to you and where you've been at. And God's saying, would you be honest? I'm attracted to that. I come to that. I move towards that. And literally, I'm thinking like Jesus is resurrected, but he still has holes in his hand and in his side. And this is the conclusion that I drew from this, is that Jesus stayed open so our wounds could close. He literally took stripes and didn't make them be healed so we could actually have healing. Yeah. So I'm just telling everybody, I feel the spirit right now mm -hmm. on the Youth Nation podcast, like, stop hiding, be honest. Because that's what attracts Jesus. The Bible says it like this, he is close to the broken. The brokenhearted. Pride, he cannot stand. But wow. the broken, the people who are damaged, wow. the ones whose heart is aching, he says, that's where I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the first step to yeah. actually turning that L into a W. Yeah, you gotta admit, going from trauma you gotta to honest. triumph, you got to be honest, you got to admit it. Wow.
Jeez, bro. <laughs> Dropping yeah. absolute hey, listen. knowledge on here. Y'all should do everybody right after they preach. Uh, I'm telling you, we done hit a, a whole nother, dude, another vein. It might is, be a thing, bro. Is, yeah, it might bro. be a thing. Okay, so what would you say are like some practical steps of like how you how you can actually bring those damages to God yeah. to have him flip it? Like what does it look like to actually bring it? Okay, number one, you acknowledge it. Number two, prayer. Yeah. Like, can I be real on the youth of nation? Course. Oh, yeah. God can, God can handle you cussing during your prayer. Wow. He can handle, he's so big that your perspective does not change his position. Hmm. So if you're hurt, if you're mad, if you're frustrated, you like just come to him with it. It's like my kids right now. I got kids, sometimes they throw a temper tantrum. I'm not like, oh God, what's going on? What's gonna happen? I'm right. big enough to handle them flipping out for a second. Yeah. yeah. God is too. Yeah. So I think in prayer, you tell God, I'm hurting, I'm broken. How could you let this happen? Da, da, da. And he can take all of that. The second, the third thing I would say is get in community. Because yeah. sometimes your perspective is not the full story. And a lot of times you need somebody else to show you the blind spots of what God is doing in your life. And so I thank God for my community, people around me who I could be like 100% real with. You Cannot make this up. That was my next question is how big of a part does community play into it? <laughs> it, is, so, it is the biggest part. Okay, so give like, what are some of your tips for like have like getting that good community around you for maybe some yeah. kids who feel like they don't have Number it. one, you got to have somebody that's going to ride with you no matter what. And I say that because when, when it gets messy, some people jump ship. Yep. Like when you actually are like, I'm dealing with my issues. Now, I, I believe in boundaries. I believe that there are some toxic people out there that is like, uh, you don't want to change. You just wanna, you just wanna stay in this. Yeah. Not that. But I'm talking about if people are really trying to move forward, progression over perfection, we need to make sure that we're able to ride with them. Even if riding for them is praying for them. You're in a season right now where I can't be around you because that will infect me instead of me affecting you. But I'm going to still pray for you. I'm going to point you the right direction. I'm going to send you an encouraging text. I'm going to support the good moves that you're making. Yeah. And so community is so important because it can keep you from making a devastating decision. Yeah. Most people are one decision away from throwing their life into disaster. And that can make the difference. That can make the difference. But if you got one person standing in between you and disaster... That can change the whole trajectory yep. of your life. There are a lot of times I was ready to quit pastoring. Yeah. I was ready to quit on relationship. I was ready to quit. Oh but I had people in my life that were like, you can't do that. I'm like, why not? And it's like, because you're called to more. You, there's something in you. They had to remind me of who I was. And so I think that's beautiful. And somebody's saying right now, Elijah, well, what if I don't got those type of people in my life? Become the type of person. Yeah. Mm, wow. Like, sow the seed and be that for somebody else. And when you do that, God will send the right person back into your life yeah. that does that for you. Yep. Dude, that's you a, that's a banger answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write that one down. Write I'm it down. No. That's beautiful, bro. I think that's going to be so helpful for, for some of these youth. Um, I've just seen in my life so many times, like, how community and, and that person you're talking about, bro. Like, Nate, my boy Christian right here. Yes, sir. Like, you, We got to introduce you to him. Christian is flied in a mug behind oh, his yeah. camera. Talk about, like talk about Christian fashion shows. Yeah. Yeah. This that's is, the this guy? Is your the guy. guy. He looks that's right. his, like the guy That's right his jacket. That's, that's your his jacket? Hoodie. That's, bro. I, that's his, that's his belt. At? You see, you see that belt? That's his the belt. The belt buckle? 
The oh, lamb. Yeah. Holla. That's the lamb. You need Holla. That, that he's he's him. Go oh, pop yeah. the trunk, bro. <laughs> we got pop that. the trunk. <laughs> that was fire, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You got to tap in with him. No, for but sure. I, I mean, bro, like even like, dude, if I'm going through anything, bro, even if Nate's on tour or whatever, bro, I'm just shooting them a text like, hey, I'm going through this right now. Pray for me. And like that has been one of the biggest game changers in my walk with Christ and everything. Um, and so I think that's just so important if like these youth can get get a hold of that, even if it's just one person. You one know? person um, can change everything. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So with all this um, over the past couple of years, obviously like your your ministry, your life has just been so blessed um, and a lot of times that is reflected in, in things on the outside, right? Yeah. Like the platform, things like that. Um, and I know you talked about trauma that you had in your childhood. Yeah. But obviously with all of this platform comes a lot of eyes, right? Yes, it comes a lot of opinions, yes, a sir. lot of critics, a lot of pr- the praise of man. Yes, sir. How do you navigate all of that? Yeah. The, the critics and also the people who are, are praising you yeah. and maybe uh, as a, you know, as our carnal flesh could also get to our head. How do you navigate all that? So the truth of the matter is the last two and a half years for me have been a refining process. Because when you obey God, you don't obey God to like blow up. Right. (laughs) Like that's not why you obey God. You obey God because you love him and you feel like you have a purpose and you want to do that. Sometimes things come with your obedience. For me, I didn't. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the north side, like with three hundred people in the hood, like, and I was just obeying God. And then a clip from this sermon series I did with relationship goals goes viral, and two million people watch it in forty eight hours, and they find out like, oh, there's a whole message to this. Who is Mike Todd? We have no working website, nothing like this, and like, all they do is go to YouTube, and we had twenty two people watching. And it mostly was my mom and her friends. <laughs> like, And literally in one month, we go from 1,800 YouTube subscribers to over 200,000. Jeez. And it's like people start coming to church. In six months, we go from one service to five services. They try to kill me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And so it just happens. Mm-hmm. You don't ever pray for that. Yeah. yeah. That's not something you believe God for. Like, And so when it happens... Grace comes to be able to lead you to where God takes you. That's why I tell people, you don't want the platform that God doesn't give you because you don't get grace with that. You don't get the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help you do that. And so for me, everybody's talking about, oh, we see you blowing up. We see da, 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 and all this other stuff. Yeah. But nobody prepares you for the trauma of success. Mm. The backside of the blessing the part that like, okay, you're Mike Todd now, and now you don't know if anybody's around you for who you are, just potentially what you can provide for them. Like, there are real things that come with that. Yeah. And so what I had to do was the scripture says, keeping my eyes on Jesus, who is the perfecter and the finisher of my faith. Hmm. I literally had to tune out all of the noise. And I had to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to be practical because people say that. And then they're like, keep your eyes on Jesus. It's like, okay, I'm staring, but I'm still distracted. Like, I don't read comments. Really? Ever. I don't either. For what? You didn't call me? You can't comment about me. You can say whatever you want. But if I let it come into my heart, it has the 
uh, it has the possibility to contaminate me. That you're giving them the voice. No. When you, when so you read it. I can't. Like, so that practically, I keep my eyes on Jesus. I let the community around me who knows me for real, they can speak it to my life. They can yep. tell me the message was awesome. Yep. They can, but like, I do not like, for everybody that's commenting, somebody's reading it, but I'm not. I can't. Because <laughs> the truth of the matter is, if the praise can bring you up, yep. then the criticism can bring you down. Yep. And I have to stay focused on what God's called me to do. And so um, that's a practical thing. Another practical thing, I take a Sabbath off of social media every Sunday. Hmm. So Sunday at 8, I'm off of social media. So at the height of where I'm getting feedback and people telling me da-da-da-da, yeah. I'm off of there. I'm out of there. Wow. I can't, I can't let myself be open to that level of um, attack. Yeah. Because the enemy will try to use anything to disqualify you. Right. Yeah. And so, and then the other thing is, bro, like, I feel like giving practical steps to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. if God, like, lifts you up and raises you, point back to him. Yeah. Like, be humble enough to be like, I'm up here, but I'm only up here because of him. Mm -hmm. Whether that's on the football field, whether that's in business, whether that's in the tech community, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's fashion, makeup, whatever. Like, most people don't point back to him. And I make sure, like, wherever I'm at, I'm pointing back to him. Like, I was on, uh, like, major secular TV this week. I was pointing back to Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they wasn't assuming like, well, so what are you, you're spiritual, huh? No, I believe in Jesus. And because yeah. God has changed, like right. I'm pointing back to him and you could do it in a way that is like matter of fact and not pushy. Like you got to believe this. Like, no, I'm just yeah. telling you what changed my life. And by doing that, bro, I'll tell you the last practical thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I remind myself often of who I was before I came to Christ. Hmm. And I tell people, because the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Yep. That's what Jesus did. But the words of our own testimony. Yep. I was addicted to pornography. I was a liar, manipulator. I got in trouble for car insurance fraud. Like, it was all kinds of stuff, bro. Like, I literally posted the other day a picture of my mug shot <laughs> on, on Instagram. I'm a pastor. But I did it because I need people to understand, like, God can use anybody. Yeah. Anybody. He, Paul was killing Christians. Yep. He was sniping people. Talk like, about damage. You're talking about damage. Talk about damage. My man is literally <laughs> pulling up and blasting Christians, okay? And then goes on to literally be one of the greatest apostles of the New Testament. Right. If Paul was alive today, many, many people in church would cancel him. Yeah. God did. He saw the damage. It was submitted to him, and he turned it into destiny. And so, bro, I, I don't know. I just feel really led to encourage people. Like, if God promotes you, stay low. Yeah, stay low. <laughs> stay low. If God, either you're going to humble yourself. There's two ways in the Bible. You either humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, or he'll let you be humble. Yep. And I just decided I'm going to stay low. <laughs> like, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to stay low. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my family. Shout out to my wife who just came in the room. Yeah. And wow. You're a blessing to me. You make my spirit happy. Yeah. Uh, front row. Right front here. row. Come on. See, people don't even understand how much of a blessing that is. This is my high school sweetheart. I've known her since she was 14. I was 15. It's insane. We're the only relationship we've ever had of longevity. If you read relationship goals, you'll see there was yeah. 10 months of insanity where she went with another dude and I went with another girl. Yeah, it's a whole situation. It's a whole situation. It was really bad. But God brought us back together and we've been able to see the effects of that again. That's because I stayed low. 
stay humble, stay teachable. And if you do that, like, I think this generation acts like they know everything because they got Google. And what I need you to know is, like, we don't know everything even yeah. if we have access to a lot of information. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Yeah. Like, Google may have an answer, but they don't know the path for my life. Yeah. Mm. The Holy Spirit does. And so I just, bro, I'm on a roll. I got to push the mic back because no, I, I feel like, going, no, baby. I just, I mean, going. it's just the truth of the matter is, bro, like, there's so much purpose in this generation. Yeah. Yeah. They just got to focus on the right thing. There's so much, like, this generation's going to change the world. Yep, yep. This generation actually is going to be the one that sees people come in completely broken and the love and the power and the anointing and the miracle working power of God through real people is going to put them back together and they're going to do extreme things. We just cannot focus on things that do not have actual power. Power, yeah. We got to focus on Jesus, focus on humility, focus on being teachable, focus on being submitted, sub to a mission. If nobody has the sit down, shut up card in your life, you're out of line. Yeah. These are, these are core things that God's like, yeah, I don't care who you are and how special yeah. you are. You got to, even Jesus was submitted. Like, oh, okay, can I tell a story? Yeah, yeah please. In the Bible, Jesus, born God, okay? <laughs> fully human, fully God. Yeah. Comes up to the synagogue, 12 years old, doesn't tell his mom and dad where he's going. He in there literally correcting people, changing the game. He's got his God nature's coming in. Yeah. But he forgot to tell mama. Mm. Mom says, where, where is Jesus? Just like, I thought he was with you. <laughs> Mary's like, I thought he was with you. Yeah. They go looking for this boy. He's in the synagogue. Mary's like, Jesus, Jesus, get over here. <laughs> he said, woman. First off, if That's I crazy. if if I would have said that, That's my crazy. black mama would have knocked me <laughs> into next week. You understand what I'm saying? He says, "Woman, don't you know I'm doing my father's business?" And then we don't hear from Jesus for 18 years. Until he, until he 18 years. I don't know what happened, but he got grounded, punished. Uh -huh. <laughs> like he was submitted. Yeah. He never pops back out until until till 33, until age 30. He never pops back out. Why? Because he was God, but he was still submitted to earthly authority. If Jesus yep. had to be submitted, I don't care how talented you are. Right. I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. Mm. I don't care how fine you look. I don't care who's your friend. We got to have people in our life that, that help us govern even when we don't want to. It saved my life. Mentorship has saved my life. Wow. wow. Dude, that, that, I've never thought yeah, about bro. that like that. That is my mind. I mean, just think about it, bro. If you had Jesus' power, if I had Jesus' power, if you had Jesus' power. I ain't some men to nobody. I'm out here <laughs> healing people on GP for no reason. I'm out here raising the dead because oh, yeah. it's Thursday. I'm yep. pow, pow. Oh, who can? Like, I'm out here like. Yeah. But literally, submitted. That shows us humility. That shows us meekness. That's power under control. Yeah. yeah. Like, those are the things that are like... Yeah, that's what, that's what real power that's looks what like. That's what real yeah, yeah, yeah. power looks like, bro. And I believe this generation has that ability, bro. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. So, let's switch it up. Switch let's go, it. Let, let's go more... Something more practical from the book. So, in the book, you, you have the acronym HUSH. Yeah. Break that down for us. Okay, so, first off, I believe if God's really going to deal with your damage, you need to shut up. <laughs> Because a lot of times, like, I had this woman, she said, you need to hush. And I felt, I was like, dang, that was hard how she said it. But she was saying, like, you got to be quiet. And, and, and that's why I, I made it an acronym. I said, you need to hear 
up from God. That's the H. You need to understand progressively what he's saying because a lot of things that I had to deal with, he had to remove the layers so I could even handle it. Like mm -hmm. if somebody told me everything that was jacked up with me all at one time, I'd kind of be like, all right, let's fight. But like yeah, 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 yeah. it was one of those things that God is so good and so gracious that he'll, he'll peel back the layers one thing at a time. So you need to hear God. You need to understand progressively. And then you need to share intimately. Like... Again, there goes that community piece. Yep. Yeah, this is it's crazy because this is a lot of the stuff we already been talking it's about. It's all the it's like it all I, connects. I gotta share with somebody. I gotta call Nate. I gotta I gotta be able to call uh uh Aaron or I gotta be able to talk to my people, Charles. Like, hey, this is what I'm going with. Cause when you share intimately, that's where healing actually happens. Yeah. And then you gotta get to the heart of the matter. Like that's the H, that's the hush. And and once you start doing that, bro. Okay, let me just be real. I'm a loud person. I'm a person that likes... Why are you nodding so hard? My wife is behind the thing nodding too hard. Nodding a little too like, hard. Yeah. I'm a loud person. I'm, I'm the life of the party. I love for it to crank up. So when God started to deal with my damage, my natural reaction was to turn up and ignore it. Hmm. Wow. Like, yeah. to be with everybody. Like, let's go, let's go hang. Like, yeah. to be distracted. And I was like, I need you to hush. Come away with me. Spend time with my presence. Let me reveal to you what I'm trying to do. Man, I started journaling and I can't like just sit down and like journal. So I started like voice journaling, like just uh, put on my like app and be like, this is what I'm feeling today. Yeah. And I started just trying to like be quiet and listen and feel and hear. And bro, the revelations that God revealed about some of it hurt. Like, why I am the way I am. My wife asked me one day, she's like, why are you like that? <laughs> and it wasn't just like uh like hey, she hey she's she's no, no, looking no. like she didn't say that. No, bro, she <laughs> definitely said that. It was an okay. introspective question uh, she okay. said. No, oh, okay. she was like different tone. Yeah, different tone, but <laughs> okay. it hurt like what I just right. said. Yeah, that's, yeah, how you yeah, heard that's how you heard it. That's how you there's something it. there too. But that's the thing. Yeah. I heard it like, why are you like that? Yeah. And she was trying to help me, but it really, it really made me think. And I just asked the question to everybody, why are you like that? Like, have you ever examined why you always ignore people who are trying to get in relationship with you? Mm. Have you ever thought about why why you dress the way you dress to get the attention you get? Yeah. Have you why, ever thought about it? Have you ever just, like, not saying we got to change it yet. Yeah. But, but have, you, have you thought about it? Why are you like that? Why yeah. do you got to hang out every night? Why are you like, and when you start asking yourself that question, we just need to make sure that the fruit doesn't have a rotten root. Mm. If the root is damaged, if the root is trauma, if the root, I'm not even saying the outcome is bad. We just yeah. got to make sure that where it came from is not bad. Yeah. yeah. Because it starts affecting everything in your life. And that is the journey that I went on. And that's. That's what I'm providing in this book for people to be able to understand. Because I didn't have no language. Nobody was telling me this. Right. Like, nobody was giving me any keys to go. Like, that's what this is. I just want to be your coach and help you examine, like, why are you the way you are? Yeah. Can God do something with it? And can he turn the trauma into triumph? And, bro, once you figure that out, you get dangerous. Oh, yeah. I'm more dangerous for the kingdom of God today than I've ever been. I love that. Dangerous. Bro, I am I am lethal. Yeah, lethal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am lethal. The reason I am is because I know why I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's this is some next level, some uh like some deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But when you know whose you are yep. and why you're here, and you clear out the reason the toxic reasons that you used to do stuff, yep. 
bro, you talk about freedom? Who the sun sets free is free indeed? indeed. Like, that's where that word indeed means inaction. Like, when I'm in action, I'm actually free. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. In action, I'm free. Wow. Bro. Game over. It's crazy That's out raps. here right now. That's raps, bro. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> so, speaking of acronyms, I told you we were going to talk about okay. it. Okay. Really break it down for us hot. You know what I'm humble, saying? Humble. Or, wait, what is it? Humble? Humble, open, and transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, for me, that was the hardest part of this process. Because humility means that you got to be okay with not being right. <laughs> so, like, that's tough. So, being humble is humble enough to know that there may be something you don't know. Open enough to receive correction or new information about what's going on. And transparent enough to be honest about where you are today. And those three things sound easy, but a lot of people, they, they skirt around those. Oh, yeah. Humble. Ah man, I don't know who is who are they? They younger than me. Mm. Like, it don't Jesus use a donkey in the Bible. <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't matter anybody's status. Are they speaking something from God that you need to hear? So that takes humility. Mm. I've been corrected by my children. Wow. Daddy, I thought you said you wasn't eating that. I thought we didn't lie. Dang. Whoa. Did my four-year-old? Just give me an opportunity to walk in humility. I could literally say, "Shut up, right? <laughs> I'm your daddy. I bought everything. That's like, right. I, yeah, come on. yeah, 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 yeah." And they and they would be like, oh. and they'd be like, "Okay, oh, yeah, okay. well, yeah, we don't, yeah, we good." Or, you know what, baby, you're right. Daddy did say that, and Daddy got weak. I got tempted with them cupcakes, <laughs> and and Daddy's gonna put the cupcake back. That My God. is real humility. Yeah, but then open enough to figure out maybe. I need somebody else to speak into this. That's why the Bible says there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. Like, not just, not just me, not just my boys, but there may be some other people outside of that that got wisdom about stuff. And then transparent enough to be like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm right here. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I still smoking a blunt every day. Hmm. Like, I know I'm open to change. Yeah. I'm humble enough to know that somebody might be right, but the transparency of it right now is I'm an F boy. I get value when my body count goes up. God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. Wow. He blesses who you really are. And I think transparency has eluded us trying to present something good for God. And God know who you really are anyway. He wow. already knows. He already knows. So could you be honest? It's like you said with the doctor, but imagine if the doctor knew you were capping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And most Christians are capping. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? Praise the Lord. Good. Yeah, Glory yeah. to God. Yeah. God is good. Da, 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 da. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed. Yeah. <laughs> All of that is true. I didn't ask how God's doing. I asked how you're doing. <laughs> like, God's fine. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's great. He's chilling. He's worthy to be praised. Yeah. Like, all of those things. How are you doing? I'm depressed. I'm full of anxiety. Hmm. It's from that real place that God begins to do his good work. Yep. And that's how I had to come. I had to come hot, humble, open, and transparent. And when that happened, bro, it was like a whole new world opened up to me. I thought God was going to be repelled by me. And he just wrapped his arms around me, bro. You mm. got to make that a song, I Had to Come Hot. Ooh. I can't believe you ain't put that in the song yet. <laughs> I felt that when you just said it. 
Come we on, might have man. to go to the next room and pop, pop, pop in yeah. the next room oh, after let's this. Let's go next door, yes. baby. Push that flight back a bit, maybe. <laughs> so good. Let's go. Oh, well, bro, man. we don't want to keep you too much longer. We know you got to get going. But this, last on, question. First off, let me just say the Youth Nation podcast, this might be my favorite podcast to do, bro. Like, not even capping. Let's like, go. Yo, flip flip that. that. Like, let's flip. go. No, 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 no. Seriously, because I feel like I can be raw. Yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. I, I feel like I can tell the cheat codes. I can give the wisdom. Because the truth of the matter is, I wish somebody would have told me this. Yeah. I yeah. wish somebody would have been this honest with me. Yeah. Like, everything that we're doing right now is so that the next generation doesn't have to go through yeah. what we went through. Yeah. And so, for me, man, like, y'all need to tap into this podcast every time it drops. Come every on, single time it drops. Because these are real conversations with real people telling you about a real God who can really transform you. Let's dude, go. Nasty. The world, bro. Bro, My I love God. y'all. Love y'all. This is so yeah. good. Dude, I'm, I'm so fired. <laughs> Listen, okay, I can literally well, sit here got, on this couch for we, another two we hours. Gotta hit, we got to hit purity, though, before he goes. Let's we go. got to hit purity. Rip hit purity. We, okay. one, well, of our, one of our biggest values on here really is purity. Um, and it comes from Psalms uh, 119.9. It yep. says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to the word? Yeah. What can you speak into that verse? Easy. How has that played out in your life? Is it is it valuable to it's you? It's the only thing. It's the only thing that kept me. That exact verse. My mom used to tell me that uh, Psalms 119. In the translation, she would use is how does a young man, young woman keep his way pure by hiding themselves in the Word of God? Mm. Hiding, bro. Some of the stuff that you've been hiding in your life, it will change if you hide in the Word again, God. I tell people all the time that if you you give God your heart, he'll change your habits. Mm. A lot of people won't give him their heart. So their habits stay the same. Bro, when I was addicted in pornography and all that other stuff, bro, like I had to start reading the Bible like it was eating. Mm. I had to hide myself. And the Bible is the only book that when you start reading it, you already know it starts reading you. Yep. And... I started going through Psalms and Proverbs and I started reading the New Testament and I started getting that thing in me. And I looked up and I was like, bro, I don't even have the desire for that. My take, my palate changed. Yeah. You know? And even when I did mess up or do anything, it tasted disgusting. It used to be pleasurable. The things used to, but my diet had changed. And so putting that word in you, it starts to build your faith. And so, and I think a cool definition of purity too that y'all need to think about is purity is the realest form. Mm. Mm. So, so it's the like it's the real version. I think when we say purity, we just thinking about not having sex. Right. But like a lot of times when God's talking about purity, he's saying, I just want the real version. Yeah. Like I want the real version of you. I want you to worship me in, in the real version of who you are. And he's the one that begins to purify and transform and make you righteous and do all the different things. And so um, for me, it means so much that y'all would have purity as a core value of this podcast, as well as um, knowing that God wants to have pure vessels yep. to worship him. And uh, I just respect y'all a lot, man. Oh, bro. I, I, re so I respect y'all so much. Thank you. So, so this, is, this is my wife just reminded me. Uh, I'm going to give y'all my, my life verse. Um, it, it, it says, God will give you both the power, the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Wow. So this was my other verse, like, that helped me. So I was, Psalms 119, thank you, Holy Spirit, through my wife, uh, 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 is, is 
is the how does a young man, a young woman keep his way pure by hiding himself in the word of God? Yep. Okay. But then God will give you both the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Wow. What verse is that? It's uh now I'm drawing a blank. Philippians 2.13, I think. Okay. Find it so we can make sure we have I'm a, it. On I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it up. Um, but I know it's 2.13. Uh I, I think it's first Philippians 2.13. Okay. But this is the that's it. Philippians 2.13. Glory to God. I am Come a pastor. On now. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Come on. I have so many scriptures in my head right oh, now. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. going crazy. Okay. But when when I read that verse, what it says is God will, as you seek him, put the desire in you to live pure. Wow. And then he'll give you the power, the grace to do it. Hmm. Bro, do you know how encouraging that, that is? Yeah, I received that. It's to actually, I can stay pure because God's given me this desire and he will empower me by his Holy Spirit to actually do it. And yep. this is why I tell people, this is the formula right now. It doesn't start off as a desire. Everybody would do it if it, they desired it. Of course. But this is the thing. It starts out as a discipline. So this is what I need everybody to realize. You start by making a decision. I'm going to live pure. The decision becomes a discipline. I'm going, I'm going to put things in my life consistently that help me stay disciplined, practical. I'm not going to her house after 10 o'clock. Mm. Yep. I'm not going to go on the websites that I know. Like, somebody's going to have a passcode to my phone. Yeah. Mm. Like, these were real things that I did. Like, right now, anybody can get into my phone mm. because... I don't live a secret life anymore. That's a discipline, okay? The discipline at some point turns into a desire. Yeah. Wow. And when it's a desire, it becomes your destiny. Decision, discipline, desire, destiny. When you get that, it then becomes easy. Some of y'all just need to decide. Yeah. I want to save myself until I get married. You haven't decided that. You have not decided that. Yeah. You're still like, well, culture is... Make a decision. Yeah. Decide, I'm going to save myself for this. Decide, you're not going to steal and scam. Decide it. Some of y'all haven't decided it. Yeah. Well, yeah. if I get in a bad enough pinch, like, I'm on, you know what I'm saying? I'm I got to swipe I, I gotta, you know No. Decide you're going to be a person of integrity. Yeah. yeah. Decide you're going to tithe. Well, I don't got that much money. He that is trusted with a little God makes some rule over money. Decide. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to honor God with 10% of everything I get. When you decide... It becomes a discipline. The discipline turns into a desire, and the desire turns into your destiny. Come on, baby. Praise God. Yikes. Yikes. Praise Deadly. God. So good. I love bro. it here. My I love goodness. it here. Let's go. We got to well, we before we wrap, anything, anything you want to plug? Obviously, the book's out. This episode's coming out Friday. Let's go. We're so. doing an emergency drop. Emergency, emergency drop. drop. Or anything else we got. We, yeah, we had to get this one out. Oh, you know what I'm cool. Last thing I'm gonna say is uh, yeah. I want to show you the back of my book. So we did a double uh, cover, and if you can see this right here, this is the trauma, and this is the triumph. Okay, trauma, triumph. Um, this picture right here depicts that first statement that I said, what's not transformed is transferred. Mm -hmm. This is me, my dad, my four brothers, and my son. Holy. Wow. This is one picture. It looks like me, but right. it's all of us. Oh, my God. Wow. And I, I did this so that people could see if you don't deal with your trauma, it affects every person you love. Wow. wow. And this is from trauma to triumph. So I dedicated this book to my grandchildren. Oh my and God. the reason why I did that now, 
this is weird because my oldest daughter is 10 and she ain't got no kids. Right. She's not going to get married until she get married. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> so the she's 45. Yeah, 45. But the truth of the matter is the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And everybody thinks that's just houses and money. Yep. I want to leave emotional health for my children's children. Jeez. I want us to be like, no, nah, the Todd household, we deal with our stuff. Yep. We bring it to God and we go from trauma to triumph. I want that same thing for you. No matter what you came from, God is offering you something different. It may not have been your fault, but it is now your responsibility. So it's time to turn damage into destiny. Go from trauma to triumph. Book is available everywhere. Books are sold. You understand? Yes, sir. I, I Let's that's go. A I don't that's think a we can end it better that's than that. That's a wrap, baby. You. Yeah. Talking about, bro. That's Dude, why I had to come was, up. Yes, sir. Bro, you gotta get on the Thank pod. You, I knew when she came on, it'd be lit. It's, it's yeah, love, bro. bro. That was so. We good. can talk every day. We bro. gotta do one where it's me and Charles together. I was just bro. thinking that. Yes. I was just thinking that. <laughs> we need to come back and we just need yes. to. Yes. We need to do yes. one together. It's like, on camera. It's on camera. I was in the six, so I had to do the dance. Huh.